Hey, man, did you uh, catch any of that playoff game last night? Yeah, man, I can't believe they came back in overtime. Man, it was a crazy game. Hold on. Did we... Is this thing on? I don't know. Did you push record? Well, the red line's going like we're like we're recording. You have one job, and that's to push record when we're ready. I don't believe that we're already recording right now. Well, cue the freaking intro music. We're already into it. All right. Well, I'm Chris. And I'm Micah. And this is the Dota Box Podcast. Well, welcome to episode 25. So, if you're wondering about that intro, that's actually a little bit of a throwback. We decided 25 should be a little bit of a throwback intro. We did a video back in the day. What was that, 11, 12 years ago now, Chris? Yeah, it was like 11 years. No, it was actually 12. It was 2010. So, yeah, it was 12 years ago. Good grief. How much time flies. But uh, we did a a video, and basically that was the exact lines uh, pretty much from the video. And... uh, we may even throw that video up on the website. And guess what? I'm going to plug it right here in the front of the episode, tvtrashcan.com, tvtrashcan.com. Hey, there's actually new show or shows we put on there. So go check it out. And uh, you may even see some goofy antics of ours from 12 years ago as well. Yep. We were funny then, we're funnier now. And we have more of an audience because luckily there are people that actually think that we're funny, not just us. I thought it was just us. Well, maybe it's still just us. But anyway, this is our Dota Box podcast. Hey, it's episode 25, man. It's like halfway to 50, which is uh, phenomenal. And then next week, we'll have been doing this for half a year. We'll be halfway to a year of uh, podcasting. Uh, We're still young. We're still new. But hey, man, it's been fun. It's been great. Uh, But shout out to all of our listeners. You know, we have 19 states. That's really hard to believe. 19 states and nine countries. And we are so thankful for all of you. I would have never thought that we would have got outside of Texas or Georgia. But, hey, people are finding us, so we like it. So it's good. What's on our show for today? Oh, man. Well, today we're going to be doing our first segment, which is the old-fashioned donut, which is a story from our past. But we have been doing a little bit of a twist, and it's been characters from our past. So this week, what we wanted to talk about is um, it's a little bit of a combo mix here of a story that happened, but all the characters we met along the way. Uh, Chris, do you remember when we went camping that one time? And I'm talking it was deep in the woods in the middle of Georgia. And uh, so much deep in the woods, there was a sign around the lake that said, don't swim, there's a gator in here. You remember that place? Yeah, I remember. I think it was like actually like around in February because it was cold. I remember that. Yeah, it was cold. Um, but I, I remember we were, we were going, actually it was right around Valentine's day. I remember it was around Valentine's day. Um, and so we end up going out there. Well, the first thing that happens is we're trying to rush out to this campsite, which by the way, just word to the wise, if you're going to go camping, make sure that you're prepared, make sure that you leave timely to where you have plenty of time and plenty of daylight to accomplish things like put up tents and things. Um, we had to wait for somebody to get off of work. So we loaded everything up very quickly and we started driving. However, we were losing daylight really fast. 
So we had to speed. Well, what happens when you're speeding? Uh, Georgia State Patrol really loves speeders, um, especially towards the middle and the end of the month. And so we get pulled over by a guy named Deputy Akers. Now, Chris, please describe Deputy Akers and what he was like. Uh, Deputy Akers was a lot like Deputy Porkers from... uh boot crawl, but Deputy Akers was actually like a real-life police officer. Uh, he was, you know, country bumpkin. That uh, We were like in a hick town in Georgia, and he came out uh, with a water dip. I swear he had a water dip in his mouth, and he had a real country accent, and he was like, do you know how fast you were going? How fast I got you on my radar? And the driver was like, uh, no, I don't know. He was like, I got you doing 20 over the speed limit. Hold on, let me spit for a minute. And he was like, "Do you want to t- do you want to check the accuracy accuracy of my radar?" And the driver was like, "No, I believe you." So uh, the driver ended up getting a ticket. And uh, but yeah, he was like, he was like, "Do you want to check the accuracy of my radar?" I guess he had a lot of people that were just always fighting with him. So I, I guess, but that was always the part of that that always. It was just funny. You want to check that or see my radar? I've always wondered why he asked that question. I've never heard that since either. Um, but anyways, so we end up getting to the campground. We end up getting set up. And I mean, by the time we get set up, it's completely dark. And since we had rushed getting out there, uh, we also needed gas in the car uh, as well. Um, also, for whatever reason, we had a limited supply of food. Um, from what I remember. And so it was like, okay, well, we're going to go get something to eat. Um, so this was in the middle of nowhere in Georgia. And what I mean by middle of nowhere is the nearest town was 20 miles away. Uh, it was a little town, um, like very, very small town, uh, no gas station. So we pull in and I'm talking, it's so small. There is not a stop sign or a red light in the middle of it. Like there, there's nothing. And so we stop, and there's this little diner, and it was called Daisy's Diner. And we go in there, uh, only place to eat in town. In fact, across the street was the police, fire, EMS, city hall, and I think the tax collector. And they were all in one building, and it was like this really small building. I mean, it was extremely small. Um and that's basically what the town consisted of was just these few buildings here. Um, but Chris, uh, what else do you remember from that town? Do you remember anything else? There wasn't much to remember. I mean, I just remember, I just remember going to the diner. I remember that everybody knew everybody, and they all kind of looked at us weird because uh, we were from out of town, and it was getting dark. And there was Daisy, who owned the diner, and her daughter, and. Yeah, that's all I really remember. I think you remember a little bit more than I do, but uh, I just re- I just remember talking a whole bunch of crap about a whole bunch of people on that trip. That's what I remember. Well, um, what ended up happening? We were sitting in this diner, and it was typical Georgia food fair. I think we had like catfish and fried okra or something like that. And um, the place in you know, there's people coming in and out, but at this moment, the place was empty. And uh, this young lady walks in. And starts talking with Daisy, the owner. And through conversation, you figure out that's her daughter. And her daughter comes into the equation. And she starts talking about how she just hit another deer. And so they get into this whole entire argument of, 
you you hit another deer. This is the fourth one this year. Our insurance is going to drop us. And there was this whole entire argument about how the insurance is going to drop them because they had hit another deer and all this other stuff. Well, so we're we're watching this all unfold. And from this trip, this is where the term Chris and I like to say dinner and a show because there was always food and there was always a show going on of some sort. And so watching Daisy and her daughter go at it. Well, meanwhile, this other lady with a couple kids walk in. And so Daisy and her daughter stop arguing. And Daisy's daughter walks over to this other lady with the kids. And she starts talking with them. And she's like, oh, you got to see this new tattoo that I got. You got to see him. And the lady's like, sure, yeah, I'll see this tattoo. And... It was weird because you saw this flip in her eyes of, yeah, I want to see it. Oh, wait, I have my kids with me. What What is this tattoo again? Um, and it's funny because if you've ever been to one of these small towns, you, you pick up on so much drama in about the first 15 minutes because they're all bored and they all know each other. And you, you can pick up on these things. The small towns are just funny as mess. So already... We already knew Daisy's daughter had hit a few deer in her time and maybe had some tattoos where the sun don't shine. And we'd only been there 15 minutes. Um, the other thing about this small town, we asked about the gas station. Uh, the nearest gas station was another 15 miles away and they closed at 10. And I think at the time it was like 930. So we were really, really worried that we were going to run out of gas that next day. Yep. So... That's that's about the little time that we went camping. I mean, those people were very interesting just being a young person and watching people interact in a small town because I'd never really seen people interact in a small town. And, of course, I worked in a small town for a little bit. And it's – I mean, it's a nice full feel, but also uh, everybody knows everybody's business. But needless to say, whenever me and Micah go camping, uh, we make sure that we have plenty of food. We make sure that we get – there and plenty of sunlight so we could set up all of our stuff i'm gonna tell a little bonus story from this past time we went camping um just because like I'll, I'll tell about it in another episode but it's not long enough so we went to the local grocery store walmart and to go to this uh town we met me and micah met halfway uh drove halfway and we met in this town uh and actually in san angelo uh if y'all know where that is it's not that big of a town uh, and we were at the Walmart getting like food and supplies because we were going to go fish and camp and stuff um, at the campground. And so we come out and I see this see this little boy like throwing trash out of his car, like from the back seat, like just throws a cup like in the parking lot. And he closes the door. And the mom's about to drive away. So I don't know what possessed me. Somehow in these situations, I just get bold. And I went over and I picked up the cup and I thought about saying something. And then I like held it up to the driver's window and she like rolled it down and she was like, what? I was like, are you just going to let your son just throw trash in the street, like in the parking lot? And she was like, that's not even ours, bro. I was like, I literally just watched you throw it in the parking lot. And she was like, it's not ours. And she just drove off. And everybody around us was like, did, did her kid just throw that in the parking lot? And we were like, yeah. And they were like, what a jerk. What a witch. And I was like, yeah, man, like, it's crazy. People would just be doing that. But anyways, that's another bo bonus story. That was just a little side note. Well, and I, what I couldn't believe is, yeah, I mean, I saw the kid throw the thing out the window. Like, everybody around there, even a Walmart employee was like, thank you, because, you know, I wanted to say something, but I'm an employee and I want to get fired. It's like, yeah, crazy. But, yeah, good time. We had good time camping. But um, 
Anyway, so our next segment is going to be the Jelly Donut. Which is our jail report. And Chris, have I got a story for you today? I'm ready. Let's hear it. Since we're doing a throwback episode, I figured it would be fitting to do something. This happened back in 1955. Oh, that's a long time ago. That is a long time ago. Um, So pretty much what ended up happening. So there was two guys, one named Mr. Warjack and the other Mr. Roberts. And it's here in Texas, they broke out of the Nueces County Jail, and how they did it was there was a big parade going on, and the parade was taking up pretty much all of the police in the town um, to the point where the jail was horrifically understaffed, and they took bed sheets and snuck out the window. Simple as that. They were on the fifth floor also, which um, something I want to say about escaping jail and from what I've heard. I mean, I understand some people are desperate, but gosh, can you imagine trusting a bed sheet to go down five stories to the ground without either you letting go or something happening to the bed sheet? I mean, that's pretty nuts. Um, anyways, so what Mr. Warjack was for, he was there for forgery, and they were waiting to transfer him to the state prison um, where he had already been convicted and everything. And then uh, Mr. Roberts was starting a 12-year sentence for burglary. In fact, safe cracking, which is like the most 1955 thing I've ever heard somebody get convicted for, is safe cracking. Um, So they end up escaping. Well, the first guy, Mr. Warjack, he ends up getting arrested pretty quickly. They only took five days of a manhunt. They end up finding him. Now, the other man... Mr. Roberts, this is where the story gets very, very interesting. So there's all these rumors that popped up. Um, He had been out for five years. Nobody knew where he was. These rumors kept popping up that he was in New York, in Chicago, in Mexico, in Brazil. He was in Corpus Christi Bay fishing. Um, A local associate from a newspaper said that they saw them in the U.S. News and World Report with a photo with Fidel Castro. So he was helping with the Cuban revolution. So really nobody knew where he was at, like at all. Well, um, the FBI ended up getting a new commissioner, big head honcho. And he ended up putting um, this guy on the 10 most wanted list for the FBI. Well, he was captured in only three days after being put on the top 10 list. And he was in L.A. living under the name Bob King. So, of course, they extradited him back to Texas. And then he um, served sentences for the safe cracking and all that good jazz. Here's the weird part. So, in 1968, he was arrested again. This guy was arrested again. For, he was flying his plane upside down and hit a pier in Corpus Christi. Now... Why this is important to this is because he was going by the name of Dale Klein. So he was going by a different name. Um, so a few years later, ended up what happened with that case. He was flying upside down, doing a bunch of maneuvers. He ends up crashing into this pier, hurting a few people, didn't kill anybody. Um, and the governor at the time of Texas gave him a pardon, said, you know, you're off. Well, the next few years... Uh, a Hollywood movie came to 
Galveston Corpus Christi area, and it was called Tilt. And apparently it was about a pinball player or something like that. And the producer of this movie was a was a man named Dale Klein. Dale Klein ended up talking about his movie and what this all represented, talked about his past adventures, and that's all he would go into. And also, he admitted to some of the crimes, even being the producer, um, but denied being a part of a crime syndicate or anything like that, and was never arrested since, and ended up just living the rest of his life. But he ended up making a couple more movies after that, under the name Dale Klein. And just kind of weird, I mean... I'm sure there was a bunch of people that knew about Dale Klein, maybe didn't know about his past run-ins, safe cracking, and <laughs> all sorts of craziness. Well, I mean, I guess anybody can turn their life around. I mean, it's good that he didn't go back to crime, and he went and became a producer of a movie, so or a couple of movies. But that's interesting. The man seems like he had a very interesting life, because, I mean, think about it. He was... Safe cracking, and then he was like flying planes, and then he was making movies and all that good stuff. So I guess he had a really full life. Yeah, and he uh, he passed away in 1997. So I mean, at the age of 85. So I mean, he had a pretty good life. I mean, pretty pretty full life, <laughs> what it sounds like. But um, I just I had read about that, and I wanted to share that story because that was interesting of how it kind of took a turn. Most of the time, you hear about um, this sort of thing. You never hear what happens to the people later on because they don't really lead interesting lives or they're in and out of jail or whatever. But this guy really... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the correction system worked for him. I don't know. Well, I mean, back in, like, the 50s and stuff, like, I feel like doing time in prison and jail, like, it's not. it wasn't as bad. Like, of course, they had to do, like, manual labor, but it wasn't, like how it is on TV now, like, yeah, of course you have Shawshank Redemption, which kind of, like, kind of delves into that life, but I feel like it's not as, like, survival of the fittest, you know, now, because the society has just gotten, like, progressively worse. I used to do uh, jail and prison ministry, actually, and, you know, it's not like how it is on TV. I mean, it's still a dangerous place, but uh, at the same time, I feel like in the 50s, like, it's not, like as bad but i don't know i could be wrong uh but that's a really cool interesting story man like that's pretty cool thanks man yeah that was uh that was an interesting one i figured we'd uh bring up and talk about but um but yeah so that was our jelly donut now our next segment is the donut hole which chris you may not have talked about movies last week but i sure am Oh boy, I wonder which movie you're going to talk about, because if you're talking about movies, it's got to be a good one. Um, well, here's here's what's ended up going to happen. I'm trying to plan out some time, because I like watching movies, but most of the time it's a question of time, because, you know, movies are a time investment. Um, I have a list right now, some of the movies that you've talked about, um, also some shows that I need to check out as well. Um but here were my three main ones that I want to go through, and I wanted your thoughts on this. So, you've seen Flight of the Phoenix, right? Yes. I definitely want to watch that one again. Like, what do you think about Flight of the Phoenix? Like, what is your... Do you think, if you had three movies and you're like, for sure I have to see them, would Flight of the Phoenix be one of them? I mean, it's not like my go-to movie. I think it's a fine movie. I think it's an interesting movie. 
I think you'll like it because it's got like planes and stuff. Uh, but no, that's not the Harry Potter one. That's the Order of the Phoenix. Never mind. Flight of the Phoenix is the one with Dennis Quaid. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it's fine. It's like a typical 2000s movie. I mean, it's not one that I'm just like, if I'm going to pick it out of a lineup and be like, let's watch Flight of the Phoenix. I mean, it's okay. Like, if it's on and it's, if it's on like TMC or like, why would it be on TMC? That's Turn to Classic Movies. TCM, TBS. TBS, sorry, that's what it is. One of the Turner networks. Uh, if it's on, like, TBS, I'd say, yeah, watch it. If it's on TV, but I'm not going to go out of my way to watch it. But that's just me personally. I know you might like it, but I, it's just not my cup of tea. I get that. So, for those of you who don't know, there was a Flight of the Phoenix. I think it was in the 50s or 60s. That's not the one we're talking about. This one came out in the early 2000s. It had Dennis Quaid. Oh, what's that guy's name? Tyrese Gibson. He's also in it as well. Um, some other actors you may know are in there as well. But pretty much the storyline and what ends up happening is they um, this plane comes to pick up this crew from an oil field in the middle of China. And if you don't know, there's the Gobi Desert in China, and it's a big desert. Um so they're shutting down, and they end up getting into a plane crash, and so they have to end up surviving. Well, there's, like, these hordes of people that keep coming after them, and, of course, the heat and the lack of food and the lack of water. So end up what they do is they said, well, we have all the welding supplies for the oil stuff, so let's go ahead and build this plane. They end up building a plane, and um, you'll have to watch the rest of the movie to see how it turns out. Um, next one that's definitely on my list here. Uh, a Night at the Roxbury, but you you know why there. I think A Night at the Roxbury, if you have not seen A Night at the Roxbury, if you're, like, older, you probably have seen it. But if you've not seen A Night at the Roxbury, it's, like, I wouldn't say it's, like, one of the best comedies, but it's definitely a great comedy. It's actually based on a SNL Saturday Night Live skit um, with Will Ferrell, Chris Kattan, and actually Jim Carrey was in it. Um, and I, I think it's really good just cause it's, it's pretty clean for the most part. There are a couple like issues with it. It's not kid friendly, but it's funny. Just, it's such a quotable movie. Like, I don't know. I think it's a good movie to watch cause it's comedic. It's funny. It'll make you laugh. I think it's only like an hour and a half to be honest with you. Uh, and it's really not, yeah, I think not, it's only 90 minutes. Yeah. It's only 90 minutes. I mean, Molly Shannon's in it. Will Ferrell is like. You know, Will Ferrell's like hit miss for me sometimes. He can be annoying, but in this movie, he's definitely hilarious. He's definitely funny. I've never even seen another movie with Chris Kattan, but I think Chris. This is probably Chris Kattan's highlight. Uh, it's funny. Me and Micah quote this movie all the time. Uh, it's the song "What Is Love." That's like what that movie is famous for, and the head bobbing thing. So yeah, you should definitely go check that out. It's uh, it's definitely a good movie. Like Chris said, it's definitely quotable. I mean, that's that's the biggest thing. But uh, it it's it's a good movie. So if you haven't seen it, go check it out. Um, I'm not even going to tell you any part of the storyline. You just have to go watch it for yourself. Uh, the last one. No. Yes. Man. That's one of the lines from it. There you go. Um, so last, last one that's on my definite list, and this really counts more like six, and I'll explain that in a second, is Star Wars. Now, I'm not going to get into the whole debate about new Star Wars and stuff like that. 
I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I haven't been a new fan or a big fan of it. I like the prequels. Some people are off on the prequels. I like the prequels and I like the original three. So I'm just going to watch those six and that's good for me. Um, what do you think? Do you think that should be on a top list? Cause I, I watched them as a kid, but never as an adult. And just like Harry Potter, um, even the ones I did watch as a kid, they took on a whole new meaning as an adult. Yeah, I think you should definitely watch them as a uh, as an adult, and you'll like more appreciate the uh, I guess the whole prophecy of Anakin uh, turning to the dark side, and I, he actually does bring balance to the Force because if you think about it, like before him, there were like a million Jedi and like only like one Sith, and so by him wiping out all those Jedi. There were two Jedi and then two Sith, which actually brought balance to the Force. Uh, don't go watch seven, eight, or nine. Then, so seven like had promise. Eight, uh, they like were trying to do their own creative artistic thing, and then nine, they were just trying to save the whole series as a whole. And then I've heard that the Star Wars series, like the Book of Boba Fett and the Mandalorian, are good. I just wish that they would go to other planets other than Tatooine. And they're going to come out with the Obi-Wan Kenobi series uh, in May, like the end of May. And I think that's definitely worth a watch. But I think you should watch it just because you'll appreciate it. Um, I mean, Natalie Portman stole my heart as uh, Queen Amidala. She always will have my heart. Uh, hashtag forever. Uh, celebrity crush. But I think you definitely should watch it because you'll just kind of understand a little bit more of what Anakin was going... Cause I, you know, everyone complains about Anakin whining, but Luke was whinier. Like, Luke whines, like, the whole time, except for in episode six. Like, he's always crying about something. And I'm just like, y'all crying because, you know, y'all crying because Anakin was whiny. Well, Luke was way whinier. But I digress. Ewan McGregor, best Obi-Wan. That's all I got to say about it. You know, I was actually about to say that, too. I was about to say unpopular opinion. I was not a fan of Ben Kenobi. I mean, the thing is, I get it. But my thing is, first of all, like, I know those were the first movies and whatever. But where the Ben come from? I mean, that's my question. It was Obi-Wan there. I mean, I guess Ben is short for Obi-Wan in that sector of the galaxy like how did, how did that end up happening he had to change his name because i mean what's his uh what's his face uh darth vader and the galactic empire was after him so he had to change it i mean he probably should have changed his last name too but fun fact for you alec guinness the actual guy who plays uh ben kenobi he hated those movies like he thought that was like the worst career decision ever and that's what like he's most known for he did a lot of other movies like bridge on the river Kwai. he's great in those great in a lot of other movies but like people would come up to him for uh autographs for like and he'd be like oh you're obi-wan kenobi and he was just like those films are garbage like he hated he hated that he didn't hate that character, but like he just hated that he was a part of those movies, and he hated that was all he was known for. I mean, I, I get that. I, I think my biggest thing with the Ben Kenobi character, of course, um, and we're delving into Star Wars here, but yes, he was in A New Hope, right? And he wasn't in much after that, besides being that spiritual mentor that comes back every now and then. But my thing was, I really think they did a disjustice, especially. I guess this is a problem with me being a 90s kid. I watched the prequels first, okay? And let's be honest. You know, 
even if you watch the very first episode, and that's what ended up happening. I watched the first episode, and then I watched the back three. Obi-Wan Kenobi was a bad-A dude. I mean, he was... I mean, Ewan McGregor was a really good Obi-Wan Kenobi. Even in the first episode, it was like, man. And then to go to this, uh, for lack of a better term, this old guy... Who is just like, yeah, I'm going to impart this wisdom. But when it came to a lightsaber battle, I mean, he folded. I mean, be honest with you, he didn't. And I get it's a ball a part of the plot and whatever. I just think that it got a little, it was a little soft for who Obi-Wan, like the character was supposed to be. I think that's why I have a problem with it. But that might be just a me problem. Well, I think that they George Lucas didn't foresee Star Wars becoming as big as it was, and he only thought it was going to be like a one-and-done type movie. And I'm hoping with this new Obi-Wan series that they like kind of portray the in-between Episode 3 and Episode 4 Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's still cool. I mean, the trailer looks awesome. I think him and Darth Vader are going to fight again. I really hope that's the case, but who knows. But that's, I mean, you know, everyone... People say that they're not Star Wars fans, and, like, I get it. You kind of have to be, like, it's not everybody's cup of tea, and I get that. But you should definitely at least try to give it a try. Absolutely. So that's that's my three of if I can get time, especially Star Wars. That's a time commitment and a half <laughs> to be able to get through all six. Um, now, uh, just one more side note, and we'll get off this one. The My least favorite is five. I know that's the big one where they're like, Luke, I am your father, and all this other stuff. I, I'm not a fan of Lando Calrissian. I'm not a fan of generally the whole entire movie, like Cloud City, none of it. Uh, I think mine has to be, with the exception of the of Padme Amidala and Natalie Portman, uh, episode two, uh, just because the storyline's really bad. The lightsaber fights are great, and they're all battling and stuff, but I just think the storyline was not that good. Uh, but, I mean, it's... The only bad part about the lightsaber battles, yes, they were cool, but in the second one, they're very limited. I mean, yes, there was, like, the scene um, towards the... I mean, it's all kind of towards the end, you know? But, anyways, we'll get off that subject. Um, we could go on and on about that. But, uh, yeah, whenever I get time... I'll let y'all know whenever I get time and end up watching these and some of the recommendations that Chris has floated over my way as well and on the show. Um, our next segment is what fries my donuts. And Chris, what fries your donuts? There's a lot of things that fry my donuts. Uh, this actually <laughs> will kind of kind of tie into Star Wars, but we've kind of like... I think we've kind of like danced around it and I don't know if we've talked about it in other episodes. I mean, we've done 25, so it's hard to remember what we've done each one, but, uh, I, I do not like, and most people don't like bandwagoners, people that just hop on the bandwagon and I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's sports. I don't care if it's Star Wars. I don't care if it's anime. I don't care what it is. People that just hop on with the trends. Now, I'll give you an example. For those of y'all that are younger, when me and Micah were younger, Star Wars was not as popular as it was. You were actually a nerd for liking Star Wars, and people would shove you in lockers and, and shove you down all the time. They'd be like, oh, you're a nerd. 
with your little lightsaber. Same with people that watch anime. And now everybody and their mom is like, oh yeah, I've been an anime fan this whole time. No, you didn't. You pushed me down the slide when I was in fourth grade for watching Naruto. Okay? Second thing, and this is like a sports thing. I hate when people just hop on the the bandwagon of sports teams. Now, let me let me fa- uh, rewind to this past Super Bowl when the Cincinnati Bengals and... Who there was the Rams? That's who it was. The St. Louis Rams. Sorry, not the St. Louis. The Los Angeles Rams. Uh, they were in the Super Bowl. I had seen people with Bengals, Bengals shirts, Bengals hats, just like it was nobody's business. I was like, you ain't no real fan. I can tell you that right now. Same thing. We live in. I live in Lubbock, Texas, where everybody and their mom loves the Kansas City Chiefs. But they also apparently love the Dallas Cowboys. They love the Kansas City Chiefs because of Patrick Mahomes. Because Patrick Mahomes was the star quarterback at Texas Tech. And that's the only reason. It's like, Lubbock is like that that uncle or like that relative that whenever you start doing good and you start making a whole bunch of money, they're having their hand out. They're like, oh yeah, where's mine? Uh, let me take you to an, another one. The Atlanta Braves just won this past World Series. I've seen Atlanta Braves fans out the wazoo. Not the ones that are, aren't in Georgia, but just all over different states other than Georgia. I'm just like, bro, when were you an Atlanta Braves fan? And then I'll ask people, I'm like, so, did you grow up watching the Braves? Like, did you like Chipper Jones? Did you like John Smoltz? And they're like, oh, no, I just like the hat. I just like the shirt. And I'm like, why are you hopping on the bandwagon? I'm sure Micah can attest to this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we've known some people, some people, to wear conflicting, and this is sports-related again, but conflicting jerseys with conflicting hats, such as, I remember, and there was, I don't know how many NBA Finals with the Lakers and the Celtics, and the funny thing is, that intro that we did this episode I almost said Game 5 of the Lakers-Celtics because that's what was going on when we did that intro the first time. I digress. But we've known people to wear a Lakers jersey and a Celtics hat. Now that, that is almost sacrilegious. No, it is sacrilegious. You can't do that. I mean, the thing is, especially when they're rivalries, I think the biggest problem about it is mainly I think sports has gotten into the idea of the individual and not the team anymore. And it all started with LeBron James. So it all started with whenever he went from Cleveland over to the Miami, that's when I saw the bandwagon. I mean, I remember it happened during the summer. I end up going back to school like the year before everybody was in Cleveland Cavalier stuff. The next year, everybody was in Miami heat stuff and you're sitting there going, hold on. Maybe call me old fashioned, but we didn't. We don't switch teams when people leave. You know, if your team sucks, listen. I I'm a fan of some teams that suck. Chris talked about Texas Tech. They've sucked in football the last few years. But you know what? I've still watched. I've still gotten my heart broken. Chris will tell you. He'll text me and he'll. Yeah. <laughs> he'll say he'll say yeah they lost and I'll be like yep I'm pissed off about it. But anyways the the thing is. And it's going to happen that way, too. One day, Tech will be good, and there will be Tech fans out the wazoo. You'll find Tech fans in Alaska. 
I bet. Yep, exactly. And I think we've talked a little bit this about this before. I think we did do a like a what fries my donuts about the individual versus the team. Uh, but it just not just with sports, but with everything. Like for example, I love Cobra Kai as many of else other people do. But I started watching it when it was on YouTube Red, when you had to pay to watch it. Now everybody comes out the woodworks. It's like oh yeah, it's like oh yeah, I've been a Cobra. Kai fan this whole time. I'm like, oh yeah, when did you start watching it? Be like, when it came to Netflix, I was like, nah, nah, nah. It was on YouTube Red where you had to pay for it at first. But I think that's how it is with everything. It's kind of like, you know, even in life, when you're like, when you get to the top, everybody wants to shake your hand. And we've talked about this before. Everybody wants to tell you congratulations. In my career change, uh, all these people were like, oh, yeah, we're so happy for you. You know, we're so proud. It's like almost like they are having an accomplishment through my accomplishment. And I'm like, yeah, but you really weren't there for like the nights where I like I was having a hard time like and I was going through it and stuff. But um that's how people are with bandwagon and stuff. They just hop on whatever team's popular, you know, and, and or whatever thing is popular. And and as soon as, like, it stops, you know, then they'll be like, oh, yeah, we're going to cancel it. Like, as soon as something comes out, they'll be the same people that hop on that bandwagon are the first people to hop on the cancel culture train. And that's just how it is, folks. Yep, yep. And I really hope um, the pendulum swings the other way to where we're not in a – and an error to where we want to cancel everything, but that's just my side note on that. Yep, but that's what that's what fries my donuts. Like I said, yeah, all you little Star Wars fans, whenever it came out, the Force Awakens, oh yeah, I was a Star Wars fan the whole time. No, you wasn't. You was shoving me down the monkey bars. You was you was pushing me off the swings with my little lightsaber. I know who you are. But anyways, I digress. I digress. So let's hop into our next segment, which is our improv segment. Which is our mystery donut. So what we got on the improv segment today? Oh, we've played this game before. It hasn't been for a little bit. It's going to be fun. It's fortunately, unfortunately, Chris. Okay, so most of y'all know how this game goes. Uh, we're, we've gotten pretty good at this. Uh, so do you want to pick a... Uh, we'll, we'll do it three rounds. Do you want to pick, uh, pick a scenario? Or do you want me to pick the first one? Um, you can pick the first one. I'll do the second one. Okay. Waiting for an oil change. Waiting for an oil change. You want me to start? Yeah, you can start. Fortunately, they were running a special, so I get the $49.99 special. Unfortunately, we didn't take it to Jiffy Loop, so it's going to take us an hour. Fortunately, we're at take five, where we get to go and have water and drinks and sit in the cool AC while they get it done. Unfortunately, they don't pay attention to any details, so your oil filter will not be put in right. Fortunately, it'll give me the experience to be a mechanic of my own, so I don't have to take it to the Jiffy Loop next time. Unfortunately, you don't know how to read, so I don't know where you're going to learn how to do this. Fortunately, there's a community college that opened up next door to my house. How, how nice. So I'm going to go there, and I'll learn how to read there. Unfortunately... You have a learning disability, and my mom is not here to help you. Fortunately, there are other dyslexic aides out there that can help me, not just your mom, so I hired one. Unfortunately, with the government cutbacks, they aren't able to afford those, so you don't get any. Ah, uh, you got me there. Alright, that was pretty good. 
We are not making fun of anybody <laughs> with disabilities. Um, <laughs> all right. I just want to make that clear. Make that clear. Uh, <laughs> my mom actually, uh, she tutors kids with dys- dyslexia. So uh, shout out to my mom. Uh, so what's our next? What's our next scenario? In a bank, getting robbed. In a bank, getting robbed. Okay, I'll start. Fortunately, the robbers already took all the money, so we shouldn't be here too too long. Unfortunately, one of them is mentally unstable and wants to pistol whip you in the face. Fortunately, I have to pee, so I'll just pee on him. Unfortunately... Dang it. You got me on that one, too. Ah, I got you with the pee. I got you with the pee. So you're going to sit over there peeing on a robber? Jeez. Yeah, I'd pee on him if it would get him <laughs> off. Get him off the off of my back, bro. I'd, I'd pee on him. Never mind. I was going to say something, but it was not culturally appropriate. Never mind. Anyways, uh, right. let's pick our let's pick our next uh, scenario. Um, going out to eat after church. Okay, I'll start. Fortunately, there's not that many people here, so we'll get our food quickly. Unfortunately, they're short-staffed, so we won't get our food quickly. Fortunately, I know the manager, so they will get it to us quickly. Unfortunately, that manager is being escorted on his way out for embezzlement of company funds. Fortunately, he cut me in on the deal, so I got a little kickback before he was on his way out. Unfortunately, the feds raided your phone and your computer, so you're going to be going to jail, too. Fortunately, I have people on the IRS, so they'll just fudge the numbers for me. Unfortunately, they also see all those unpaid parking tickets, so you're definitely going to jail. Fortunately, it's a white-collar crime, so I'll go to one of those cushy fed prisons with tennis courts. Unfortunately, your celly is in there for not only embezzlement, but also murder, so you're going to be having a tough time. Fortunately, he ended up telling me the whole story. I snitched on him, and now I get out early. Unfortunately, he's going to make you his prison wife every night. <laughs> I have nothing to say to that. <laughs> All right. I win. Clean sweep. Clean sweep. <laughs> All right. So that was our good, uh, good, unfortunately, fortunately. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed that. So our next and final segment is the Eclair, which is our positive advice. So, Micah, I think I went last – or, sorry, I went first last time. So you're going to go first this time. All right. Sounds good. So each week in the Eclair segment, we tend to talk about – good healthy habits or just any positive advice. Um, and so mine for this week is you can, you can wait. Um, sometimes in life, you know, we're all trying to get better. We're all trying to do our best we're all trying to work on ourselves. And sometimes we're just not ready for things. Sometimes we really want things to happen. Sometimes we're not ready for it. And um, as Chris alluded to before, and as you probably can tell from from other parts of this podcast, I'm really into planes and, you know, I've flown before and all this other stuff. So the thing is, the biggest thing amongst pilots is there's always, um, in in the pilot world, they call it, I want to get their itis. And it takes over, and pretty much what happens is you're only focused on getting there 
you don't care the how, you don't care the why, and you miss those details and you miss those steps along the way. And that's when a lot of accidents happen is when you're really trying to force something to happen, but it's not the right time. I just encourage you guys, keep an eye out. You can, you can circle for a little bit. Yeah, the situation isn't great. You'd rather be on the ground. You'd rather be doing your thing. You'd rather be at your destination of where you want to go. But really and truly, if you're not ready for it or if life's not ready for that to happen, then circle. Circle, circle, circle until the weather passes, until whatever is in your way to where it won't be cloudy and cloud your vision to where it's clear and you can make something safe happen. I would do that. Now, on the flip side of that, sometimes it's not going to clear up. Sometimes you have to take your best shot. But I'm talking about in those instances where there is some things in your way or there's some lessons you need to learn. Just try to look for the lessons in life and try to see if it's too hazy or too cloudy to make an attempt to meet your goal. It'll happen. You just have to give it some time sometimes. Yeah, it's. Uh, I've heard the thing like, that God does God answers your prayers not always the way you want want him to and sometimes he tells you to wait uh, and I thank God for all the times that he didn't give me what I wanted so it's good to wait uh, mine uh, goes uh, it's a little bit different but it can kind of tie into that but uh, it's about knowing to speak and knowing to be quiet um, and not just for your own sake uh, but for others sake but sometimes in life there are gonna be people that just, they talk crap about you. They talk mess about you. They just go on and on and on. And sometimes you should respond. Um, but sometimes there's times to be quiet. And when you're quiet, um, sometimes they end up like shooting their own se- uh, their own selves in the foot. And, uh, you know, Mike and I know this uh, firsthand, most definitely. But uh, sometimes if you're just quiet, man, I'm telling you, your haters or your enemies or whoever they are, they'll reveal their hand and they'll wind up, you know, uh, putting their own, sticking their own foot in their own mouth if you're just quiet. Now, I don't say, I'm not saying you should just be quiet all the time and, and don't uh, just take it all the time. But sometimes if you're quiet, the people will, your enemies will go away anyways. Uh, and there's a verse in the Bible that says, uh, be quick to listen and slow to speak and slow to get angry. Um, and when you when you know when to be quiet, sometimes you can think through your answers, especially if you're like in a heated argument. And that way you uh, say something that you mean, because we all have been in those situations where we've said the first thing that popped into our head and it's gotten us in trouble. Uh, so watching what we say, watching our words and yeah. So just know when to speak and know when to be quiet. Absolutely. And something I will say most of the time, what ends up happening is there will be something that ends up I'm trying to figure out a way to describe this. So most of the time, whenever it's time for you to listen, it uh, invokes some sort of emotional reaction. If there is any sort of emotional reaction that you want to react immediately to and say something almost brash or, you know, I mean... We all have our conscience. We all have our feelings of, ooh, I'm about to really go after them on this or whatever. Those are the times. Sit back and try to try to listen and see if there's another way that you can go about it. Because most of the time, those initial reactions are not going to be the best way to go. Yep. So check our website out. I know that we plugged it at the beginning, but tvtrashcan.com. tvtrashcan.com. Go check it out and like and 
share and subscribe and do all those wonderful things. And it's going to be great. And tune in next week for our special 26th episode. I'm excited. Are you excited? Heck yeah. We're going to pop some bottles. Not really, but you know. Maybe some bottles of sparkling grape juice. Actually, let me tell you a quick story real quick. Uh, so the church that I work at, uh, one of the pastors was in charge of uh, ordering the communion cups, the little ones that come pre-made, and he accidentally ordered uh, the ones with real wine in them. So uh, the whole congregation is uh, is about to get teed up on uh, on Sunday, and they don't even know it. Uh, but I think he took them back. But, yeah, we all we, – he was like, hey, try this, and I tried it, and uh, – yeah, it, it was definitely wine, and I was like, oh, wow. I was like, that'll put some hair on your chest. But anyways, I digress. So um, you got anything to say before we sign off? That's definitely the blood of Christ right there. Anyways, uh, I'm Micah. And I'm Chris. And this is the Donut Box Podcast. We'll see you all next week.